intelligence which we've talked about in the last podcast yes we did did you mention for a vast majority game? of podcasts what imitation game Im- i haven't seen that movie yet it's so good with benedict cumberbones is that his name no <laughs> what <laughs> it's cumberbatch <laughs> oh it's even worse <laughs> if it was cumberbones he would be the greatest personal guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Hands I down. wouldn't know. I would so believe that if someone was like, yeah, his name's Cumberbuns. I'd be like, alright. <laughs> I'm not putting it past the British. <laughs> like, yeah, that movie with Cumberbuns, people are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my friend Ben told me that his name was Cumberbuns. <laughs> oh, that was a really good But movie. isn't life more fun that way? Keep you on your toes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lying is the, is the best form of entertainment. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually it'll be fun. <laughs> you just get into it enough. Okay. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Anything. So we're here with Taylor Cook. What's up? We still haven't <laughs> introduced her, but now we have. <laughs> and you can read the name of the episode. You can see who it is. It's not a surprise for you. <laughs> <laughs> no one's clicking on the episodes randomly. <laughs> like, I wonder who's, I wonder who's up next. <laughs> <laughs> who is... Cover their eyes. <laughs> Who's next? I don't know. What a, what a thrill in a show. <laughs> Alright. So what so. do we do? I've never been on a podcast. Don't lie to me. <laughs> you? No, really. Well, you said, you said yesterday that you... I was on one, like, in Italy, but, like, it was... You were on it, an it Italian podcast? Yeah, it doesn't it count really. when it's in Italy. Yeah, it doesn't... It wasn't, like, it it's was more of us, uh... I think they posted it, but they also, like, played it on, they had a radio, it was at a college, so uh-huh. it was kind of cool, and, uh, it was, like, the Prato Community College, but that was the only one I ever did, and then they're like, alright, fine, bye, and we're like, oh, that was great, what <laughs> just happened? Are we done yet? <laughs> what is happening? What is have happening? Have we started? Yeah. I love that. But, uh, okay, I have to get to this, because lately I've been forgetting to get to the first question. <laughs> Which is a problem. But we get to it eventually. It's the only question we ask, and I keep forgetting about it. <laughs> On our interview right. podcast, we only ask one question. Yes. <laughs> what are they going to ask today? Brandon, cover your eyes. What are we going to ask today, Ben? What are we going to ask today? Don't show me. <laughs> the one question. Okay, so the question that we always ask our guests is... I think. How they remember meeting us. Good question, Ben. Hmm. I know, it's a great question. I've been I asking it since the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's the only one we asked. Um, Enough said. I just Enough haven't questions. thought of any other questions. No more questions. That's, That's it. I'm trying to think if That'll it That'll get was... us through the rest of the... That <laughs> one question. Just keep Hour going. and a half. Just that one question. It's just dead air while you're thinking. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, um, I'm trying to think if it was in middle school or if it was in high school. I know I met you... Or at least I knew you in middle school because you played the violin. Yeah, I broke your violin. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I hit it and then it fell and I was Well, like, I, was in, I was a cello player, so we were in orchestra together, too. Yeah. yeah. You were, yeah, okay. So I remember that, but I think we didn't actually start talking or became friends until high school. 
I knew you yeah. guys in middle school, but we became friends in high school. And I got yes. close with you both pretty much through night for Jason was a big thing. And also yeah. with you, it's an English class. You were in my English class. So I remember that. Was that the one with Mr. K? No, no, um, Palin. Palin. Classic, classic class. Christian was in that class, in that too. Class. <laughs> Do you remember when Christian wrote that entire essay uh, on the book The Road about only the word okay? I like the fact that okay that. was said that many times? He <laughs> Wait, also wrote I an do. entire uh, essay on the words God is dead from the crucible. Yes, I do remember that. That is all he said that entire year was God, God is dead. dead. God is dead. God is he dead. He wouldn't shut up. I remember that that was a ridiculous class. Joey Barrows was also in that class. Yes, the whole the whole band minus Scrunch. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I didn't even speak to Joe that entire class. Like I forgot that he was in my English class at all. But that was a fun class. Palin's hilarious. But it's funny because she'll tell you straight up that she talks like a truck driver at home. <laughs> she said that. She was like, I tell my kids not to curse in public, but at home I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I like what? <laughs> Alright, I wanted to meet your kids. <laughs> yeah, right? Didn't she make up her kids' names? Not like makeup, but like they're like original names. They originally named their kids because like they're both teachers and they go through so many students that, you know, they're going to name their kid a name and then they're going to have a student with the same name. So they oh, give yeah. them, like, huh. their own, like, came up with their own names. That is a smart idea. That's really interesting. I would have to know their names now. Is it, like, Butterknob or whatever? Butterknob? <laughs> whatever you said before. It was Cumberbund. Cumberbund. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just yeah. my, Cumberbunds, get down here. Cumberbunds and Butterknob. <laughs> Do you know she actually has a very Spanish last name? Yeah, because she married a Hispanic dude. But she doesn't, refuses to tell anybody what it is so that they can't mess it up. Just become her Facebook friend. (laughs) Just become her Facebook friend. It's on her Facebook. She hasn't accepted my friend request. I'm kind of, uh, kind of angry. Palin, if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Anna. Anna Palin. Anna Palin. Anna Palin. Please come to the principal's office. Do you remember reading, um... I think I pass her children's elementary school like every day on my way to school. <laughs> That's fun. How do you know where children go to elementary? Because she posts pictures of Facebook. She'd be oh like, the so-and-so elementary you? school, and I'd be like, that elementary school sounds familiar. Got you. It's like, because I stalk them. <laughs> That's oh, what no, I'm, which, I'm, I'm what school? Stalker. What school do our kids go to? <laughs> Don't look. <laughs> With the Batman shirt on, too. I like it. Yes. <laughs> You know what I watched? Batman. You guys are into like comics and stuff like that, right? Of course, yes. I watched the Red Hood cartoon. I don't know what the name of it. Um, Batman it. Under the Red Hood? Yeah. I just watched that for the first time yesterday. That my cousin Matt showed me, and I liked it a lot. It was really cool. Yeah, that was a really... I, I saw that one. That was really yesterday. Good. Yes. It's I love dude. Matt. I love Matt so much. Good He's dude. awesome. He's very chill. But, uh... Do you guys watch... Do you watch Arrow? I know you watch I Arrow. Watch Arrow. I do watch Arrow. I love Arrow. I can do an entire... I can do, like, six podcasts on Arrow. Six podcasts on Arrow? <laughs> I think we're going to Well, this might, be, this, this might be one of them. <laughs> we'll just call it Arrow Part 1. <laughs> Arrow Part 1. Arrow is my favorite show, and I like it better than Flash, and I will admit that, but I love Arrow so much. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. It's a good show. It's so good. Everything mm-hmm. about that show is just, like, is amazing it to is. me. It is. 
And it's always getting, like, they always bring in, like, something that you don't expect. Because it's, like, it's predictable in the sense that it's, like, a comic book show. And, like, obviously there's going to be bad guys and stuff like that. But they yeah. do a really good job. The way it. they do it is very good. And they write it so yeah. well. It's like you're watching a movie. Yeah. But it's longer than a movie because it's a season, a whole <laughs> season full of it. I, I feel like with TV shows, TV shows I feel like are better for superheroes. Can you... Because you can kind of see them evolve over time. Definitely. Right. Definitely. It's like a comic book. It's like you're reading each episode is a comic yeah. book. And you get to. And you when you wait put it all together, it's a graphic novel. <laughs> yeah. Then like you have to keep like waiting for the next one to come out, which is cool. Which I haven't actually watched the third season yet. Yeah, I just watch whatever's on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. I'm too lazy to find out. You can't, though. You can only buy them on Amazon, which is really upsetting. I've seen, like, oh. the first few episodes of the third season, but I've yet to get to the, um... I watched all of season three. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. But I felt season two was better. Season two was really good. They bought into I loved I'm season two it. so much. I was... It was so... Oh, was season sad. two had everything. It was awesome. Down. It did. It's like a roller coaster. I love season a two a lot, but... I feel like with season three, they have some episodes that are kind of like... Um, WTF, but... <laughs> yeah. There are a few episodes where it's kind of like, eh, what's... I don't get it. Just doing it to, like, actually put a yeah. show up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like season two, because I felt like when... Spoiler alert. I felt like when his mother was killed, like, that was something I genuinely yeah. did not expect. Like, I, I really did... Yeah. continuing character. Yeah. So I was shocked. I was like, good for them that they, like, wrote that in. They're not afraid. They're not afraid. They're not afraid to kill them off. They're not afraid. (laughs) They're taking a a note from Game of Thrones. (laughs) Killing off your favorite characters. I have not watched that, but I have not either. Everyone says it's really good. I kind of want to watch it. There's so many shows that I just haven't gotten to. I haven't gotten to Game of Thrones. I haven't watched Walking Dead. I haven't watched uh, Breaking Bad, Orange is the New Black. That is my new obsession, that show, Orange is the New Black. I don't know why, and I cannot tell you why, because I don't honestly know, but I love that show. I was watching it before I got here. It was on my laptop. I was like, I have to go to Ben's now. But this episode's but it's not over. Almost over. It's almost Ben can wait. Look, I can be a few minutes later. <laughs> Binge watching is horrible, because if it's on Netflix, you won't stop. You need to know what's happening. It's not like and it's not like Netflix is like, all right, this episode's over. It's kind of like, all right, we're gonna play the next one in about five seconds. Yeah. So you have like, five uh, seconds. Five seconds. <laughs> Should I do it? <laughs> of course, yes. And Can I, I, like, I can't, Daredevil. I can't find the remote. That's when I have Daredevil to Daredevil is. That's another one of those like arrow types where yeah. it's like a movie and they write it so well and it's just across the board well produced. Mm-hmm. How like, the effects in Daredevil? It's not really based around effects because oh. it's mainly just like hand-to-hand combat. That's right. But it's very well choreographed hand-to-hand combat. Oh, goodness like, gracious. I was talking with my friend Josh, Josh Rajat, and he's like really into like karate and martial arts and stuff. And he like recognized some of the uh, moves that Daredevil was doing on the show. And he was like, those are some of the moves that I do in my... Uh, karate class that are like specific to my karate class and then he like looked it up and it turns out that he knows the guy who was the coordinator on Daredevil. Huh. That's really that's it's a really very small cool. world. What kind of uh, martial arts do they use? Just like m- just multi- a, a mixed mm-hmm. thing because like it, it turns out that he was like trained by this one guy who mm-hmm. was like 
trained in every martial art. Mm-hmm. Or like a lot of martial arts, not everyone. <laughs> All of them. I'm he knows every him. single one. <laughs> I'm going to give him the benefit of a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> He's just Bruce Lee. He knows 99% of them. <laughs> he gives, so, he, so he gives him like, it's kind of like Aaron that you kind of see a little bit from his past. Yeah. And you kind of see the feel, you know, kind of like what it has to do with now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my favorite part about Arrow is that it's like, it's not just a continuous story. It's two storylines going on at once. Yeah. One where he's on the island and then one where he's in... And I feel like both of them are both, because it's kind of like two stories and both of them are equally exciting. I was just going to say that. They're both... They have, like, it It really does feel like it's not one continuous story. Like, you're not, like, just looking at a flashback. Like, you're, like, you're just as excited to see the flashbacks as you are to see, like, what's going on in the present. Exactly. Because you're, like, what happened, like, in between? Like, what, like, made him like that? Part and of he's one like, of the lesser-known superheroes, so he, mm-hmm. it's not like you're flashing back to Bruce Wayne's past. You're, like... Yeah, well, you know what happened. Yeah, happens. I know that you your parents get die, Bruce. Get over it. <laughs> get over it. Bruce. Same thing with Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't want to see another He fights Spider-Man crime origin. with his spider bite. I, I don't want to see Uncle Ben die again. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad enough that I had to see Toby, Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield watch their uncle die. <laughs> it's so I don't want to see it again. I think because Marvel has the rights to Spider-Man again, I yeah. think I heard what they're going to be doing with it is not doing another origin story. Thank uh-huh. God. It's just it's just going to be, and they got a like fifteen year old kid to play Spider Man. Really? So he's going to like grow up with the role, and it's just going to be straight out him as Spider Man, just being Spider Man. Are they going to bring into it like the Avengers and everything like that? Yeah, he's going to be in. He's probably going to be in the next Avengers movie. And there are rumors that he's going to be in Captain America Civil War. Nice. I really am excited for the next Captain America, because I liked how they yeah. left off the first one. And also, it's going to be a bunch yeah. of people, like, uh, Iron Man's going to be in it. Uh, what is the name of the new villain? Do you know the name, Brandon? Ultron? What? No, no, no. He's gone. I don't know if you've seen Age of Ultron. That was a good movie. Oh, is it the guy, um, the Collector? Is that what you're talking about? No. I would like to see him again. He was G in G of G. Benicio de Toro. My favorite was in Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt. (laughs) (laughs) We had a a long discussion about Chris Pratt yesterday. Chris Pratt is awesome, and I still need to see Jurassic World, which I really want to see. I loved it. In the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, when they tied in, um, I actually saw it with you. Thanos. Oh yeah, we did see that. Y- yeah, when they tied it in. Is to, that like, what the you're Avengers? talking about, Thanos? No. Oh. It was he was one of the uh, people that was part of Hydra that turned on Captain America. Oh. And he turns out to be one of the villains in Civil War. Oh wow! Really. I forget what his name is. It's like Death something. Deathlock. Maybe. I don't know. No, that's the name of the guy from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Whatever. <laughs> There's too many, too many people. There's too many stories. In this universe. Too, ma- too, too many comics to keep Too, ma- too, too many, many cooks. Too, too many, many cooks. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. James Frizzell made me watch that. We were watching like... Uh, the weirdest videos we could think of, like, because I'm really into like really weird type humor. Like, <laughs> You're I don't know if you know Tim stuff. and Eric. No, I don't. 
They're fantastic. If you ever want to see just a hands-down, completely funny movie, Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie. It's <laughs> it'll on just, <laughs> Yes, it'll make you laugh constantly. I just recently watched um, something, something in Silent Bob. What is that? Jay. Jay, Jay and, and Silent, Silent Bob. Bob. I just recently watched that for the first Those time. Those are good movies. Yeah. That's pretty, it's pretty funny. Uh, what? There was um one of the shows I was watching. Oh, Orange is the New Black actually makes a reference to it. Oh, really? Yeah, and they're like, shut up, Silent Bob. And I was just like, <laughs> yes! I'm so happy! I can tie things together. <laughs> things oh. work. Hooray for pop culture references. <laughs> that made me so happy. I don't know why, but it did. Ant-Man is coming out July 17th. Yeah. I hate to bring it back to superheroes, but it's kind no, of what we do. to bring it back to superheroes. <laughs> I've been talking about superheroes the entire time. I'm, and we I'm might. For we might. I'm what are we on right now? 16 minutes in? Only superheroes? How long People are love it. Hour? Hour and a half? How long? How we're long in for the view. Three hours. Three hours, Three hours, three hours later. later. There are three podcasts that go later. three hours. Not hours. Yeah. But there are podcasts that go like three, four hours. There are episodes of Pete Holmes' podcasts that... I love Pete Holmes. Dude, listen to his podcast. Oh my god, yeah. I'm gonna throw up right now. <laughs> oh my god. You will love it. He just, he interviews a bunch of comedians, sometimes actors, That's stuff awesome. like that. And every once in a while, he'll bring in like, some like scientist or some like crazy I just religion to the guy. One. And yeah, he'll just interview I just, them. It's perfect. Rob, he, I did the one with Rob Bell. Yeah. I, that was, I love that one so much. It blows much. your mind. It blows your mind. He did one with Bill Nye, too. That one was really? one of my favorites. Bill Nye the Science Man. That's amazing. I saw his stand-up, and I thought he was really funny, and I didn't know that he played Batman in the college Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is. He's so funny in those. I did, it was the one where he is, like, dressed as Bruce Wayne, and he has, like, the mask in his yeah. hand, like, doing <laughs> yeah. the puppetry, and I was like... Holy crap, that's Pete Holmes! (laughs) That just made his character so much better in my mind. (laughs) And he had his own show for about two years, I think. Yeah. There's two seasons, I know that. Well, yeah, one season was amazing. I mean, that show was amazing. It was. I was so upset when it got cancelled. He kind of, like, most late night talk show hosts talk about, like, the news or what's going on in the day, but he he and his writers would make, like, a short stand up kind of set. Huh. Like his monologue would just be his stand-up. Like it'd be like, you know, like how, it'd be it like perfect. actors or it'd be like, you know, like Halloween or, you know, like yeah. breaking up with someone. And they're all on That's YouTube cool. too. They're all on so like YouTube. All the monologues are up there. Like, everything from that show is on YouTube. And he did, I don't know if you saw any of the X-Men sketches. No, I didn't. Where he played uh, Charles Xavier. Oh my God. And it was just him firing individual x-men that's hilarious <laughs> that's so funny I it was just him that. doing his patrick stewart like wolverine <laughs> <laughs> you what? are made of metal <laughs> and the man that we fight the most <laughs> controls metal you are worthless to us <laughs> but i can run really fast i understand that storm can fly <laughs> i have a motorcycle i'm what are motorcycles made out of? Me- tubes. <laughs> Glass and tubes. <laughs> it was a great time. It was a great time. <laughs> it was a great time. He's just a, he's a very versatile comedian, which is why I like him a lot. Do you know Brian Regan? Yes. Oh my god. 
a underrated comedian. Is so good. I love that he's never really vulgar, but he's still funny because I yeah. feel like a lot of comedians rely on like vulgarity these days, and he's just classic comedy. Hmm. I heard that like he will he would go to Utah. He's a humongous following in Utah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> All the Mormons he, come he, out to he see like, him. I think it's because he My looks like media. he looks like a Mormon. So. Or something like that. So everyone well, he's clean. He's the only comedian True, that they yeah. can watch. That's probably why. <laughs> he'll like go and then he'll he'll perform like an eight o'clock show and like a ten o'clock show, and the eight o'clock show will be one hour, and then the ten o'clock show will be a completely different hour. That's crazy. People like Louis C.K. who make a new hour's worth of stand-up material every year. It blows my mind that that's you can a lot. do that. How can you do that? And also, like, how are you even trying out this new material? Seriously. Are you trying it out in humongous theaters where people pay a lot of money to come and see you? I was thinking no. about that the other day. Like, how comedians, like, how do you know they're going to laugh? Like, you could practice and, like, do it and, like, know what you're going to say, but you have no idea how people are going to yeah. take it. I feel like it's the comedy clubs, because in the comedy yeah. clubs, it's like, no matter who you will, like... There is a little bit like Louis C.K. went to a comedy club. It'd be like, Louis C.K. But then it, there's also after the standing ovation, mm-hmm. it, go, it goes back to normal. Yeah. Chris uh, D'Elia in his special on Netflix was actually, the first like 10 minutes was him talking about where he first like did his comedy. And he was oh, talking wow. about how he did it in a laundromat. And like <laughs> the worst he would, set of all time. <laughs> right? And he said like pe- he's like guys would just be like people would just come in and do their laundry and like I would just have to try to grab their attention for as long as I can. Like, and he just keeps going back to so cell phones and it's just so funny. And then he goes into this whole bit about how he was performing at this horrible bar and it was he was like it was 12 people and i know that because he's like i'm bad with numbers if i'm in a stadium uh, i won't i'll be like either 20,000 people are here or 6 million like i really can't <laughs> i can't differ i can't tell he has no idea he's like but it was 12 people cuz it was me and 11 other people like it wasn't even 12 people were there i was the 12th person <laughs> and he's like and each one of them was on a bar stool not facing me just like giving me it was like they were giving me the middle finger as i was standing there and he said that there was this one woman this fat woman and <laughs> who was just like talking to herself and she was like this crazy person and he made this joke about how she looked like blanca or something <laughs> from a video game <laughs> and he was hoping that his whole goal was that she wouldn't get it because she was crazy and all the people on the bar stools would be like, oh, I know that game, cool, and turn around and start watching him. <laughs> and he says that <laughs> only she understood the joke. I was, like, so pissed about it that he called her Blanca because under- she understood the reference. <laughs> and then at the end of this 10-minute spiel, he just goes, yeah, but my whole point is, thanks for being here, so I don't got to do that anymore. <laughs> thanks for having, thanks for being part of my following. <laughs> yeah, so I don't have to do that crap anymore in laundry mats. He's yeah. on that show on Dateable on NBC. Yeah. Indeed. With Ron Funches. I love I love me some Ron Funches. <laughs> he's a large and happy man. He's the he's the large black man. The, but he's made of love, yeah. I swear. But he's completely He's amazing. exactly he's like Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> the large man is made of love. Queen B. You can call me Queen B. <laughs> uh, he, I won't. He has <laughs> this joke where um he uh he was He's like, 
His thing is that, like, he talks, like, very slow. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> so it would be, it's when, like, the, I saw this one guy, he had on a tattoo on his fore, forehead that said F, well, he says the F word, yeah. he's like, F, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> so he's Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> <And> short. <laughs> he's like, nice. that guy hates Linda. <laughs> or he needs to remind himself to get intimate with Linda. <laughs> oh, and that's what I Either do. way, Linda could do better. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> do you need help? <laughs> you like strong currently. You're, you're talking way too slow. <laughs> but it's so funny. He talked about, like, he'll... I guess he's, like, in his apartment, and he can, like, see across... Like, he can see from his window, like, in the other... Like, another apartment um, mm-hmm. complex, and he can see through the window. Apparently, there's, like, this kid dancing to some music or whatever. And he's like, if I didn't want to be rapist, I could watch that cinnamon angel dance all day. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I need to watch more of his stand. You do. It's so funny. What's his name? Ron Funches. His last got name the word... sounds like a junk food. He's got, he's got, <laughs> Funches he's got the crunches. He has the. <laughs> he's got the Fun word fun house. in his name. Funches. He's oh the best. God. I it's like Funyuns. I actually know someone like that that just talks extremely slow and uh, not name names for people who are watching this, but once literally went up to my sister on her birthday and took her hand and started shaking her hand and saying all of happy birthday to her. And a slow southern oh accent. Oh my goodness, great. It says it took forever. <laughs> and did it multiple Mad times during the day. night the more he drank. And my I'm sister old. every time was like, please, like, get him away from, like, I can't do this again. <laughs> please, he never again. It took a half an hour What is wrong time. with it? He sings the whole thing. <laughs> every time he sees me, I can't make eye contact with him. Forwards <laughs> and backwards. <laughs> no, that guy's a great character. You just, like, he always talks at, like, things, like... He always needs Talks to make a speech. Things. Like every time he's at like a party or some event, like it doesn't matter if he knows nobody, he will make a speech by the end of the night. <laughs> he and will it's a make be- a speech. It's a beautiful thing because you just sit there and go, "What? Like why?" You're just waiting for it to happen. Yeah, just waiting. <laughs> oh, there so he goes again. <laughs> All right, cool. Second one this night. I don't like, know any of you. No, he said that. He, I swear to God. I don't he, know any of you. He's like, I know I don't I've know much of you. But, and you hear that, and you just hear the slow southern accent. He's like, well, then. You're like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Let's have drinks inside. <laughs> yeah. Everybody slowly walk away. But it's great. Like, I wish I could videotape it every time it happened. There was one time that I actually pre- I pretended to cry. Because I was in a place that I should not be laughing, but I couldn't help it. So I was just pretending to cry. Because I couldn't do... I had no other option. I was dying. <laughs> you I was, no other, what do I do? What do I, I do? Like, <laughs> it's so emotional. Tear modes act- Tears act- activate. Activate crying system. It's like so emotional and so sweet, but this is hilarious. <laughs> Everyone in Taylor's brain is like, make her cry. She wants to cry. She made it. I, I know you can do it. For me, I, I like really want to get into acting, but I couldn't cry on command for the longest time. 
Can you I, now? I found the way. What is the way? Tell me, because I always think that's way? such an interesting thing. That Nicole it works, knows. It works for me. Yeah. Nicole knows. It works for me. Nicole's got it down. <laughs> she can she can make anybody melt. Really? Just by crying. Like, if she wants me to do something, she'll just come up to me and start crying. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not fair. What? You're an actress. <laughs> what do it's you need? What, what, do you, what do you need now? What do you require? Water but, uh, bottle? <laughs> I figured out the way that works for me. After I watched the Star Wars Episode Three trailer, I cried for five minutes. <laughs> all I You're have the to worst. do, You're the worst. all I have to do, <laughs> is imagine Han Solo saying, "Chewie, we're home," <laughs> and I can cry. I can cry all I want because that is beautiful. <laughs> That's a beautiful moment. Just in the back. I can't do the noise, but like, that. <gasps> yeah, no, no, no. that was terrible. <laughs> the worst. He's right behind you, by the way. Oh my god. <laughs> so if you want to play with that, that's, that's fun. Chewy, we're Chewy, I'm the biggest nerd you know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But yeah, I'm do very, you read I'm comic, very excited. Do you read comic books? I don't, but I'm, I'm looking to get into it. Right, I want to too. I, I don't just have don't know where to start. It's so interesting. There's so many of them. DC came out with this thing called the New Fifty Two. Yes. So I, I go to Barnes and Nobles, and I like to get the graphic novels because mm -hmm. they're like six. Because if you were to read one comic, it's about, it's not very long. Mm -hmm. Graphic novels like six comics in one book. Okay. It's like a full story. So in yeah, so you get part of like a full story. Don't they do that with the the Batman, um, the Batman comics? And it's like they did one with like all the like. When, Robin die, dying, but it was called something. Oh, the Long Halloween. But it was like there was a. Novel. Yeah, it was a graphic novel. Yeah. So it's like, oh, so you read the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah right. I have um, this graphic novel. It's called The Dark Knight Returns, mm -hmm. which is like it took place like. It would be like it took place year like Batman has stopped being Batman for like ten years, okay. and it's him coming back. So basically, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. yeah, I think Except they, that was eight years. Well, the thing is, anything that, take, that anything that takes that is taking it from the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, that's. I think that's what this whole Batman versus Superman. They're taking a. If you read the Dark Knight Returns, you're like, this is this is where this they're. Is Dark Knight this is this is what they're basing the Batman versus Superman mm -hmm. movie on. Kind who of. Who are the actors in that movie? I know Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, the Batman, guy who right? played. Yeah, the guy who played Superman in. Man of Steel. Oh, it's gonna be him? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Because I really, I thought he did a good job. I liked his acting as Superman better than the last, like, two new ones that came out. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I've never been a fan of Superman. He seems too white bread for me. <laughs> right? <laughs> you're, you're, you're white bread. White bread. <laughs> white bread, Superman. He's <laughs> like... Isn't that dark isn't and brooding? I isn't like that. that the college humor? He's like, you're yeah. white bread. <laughs> he says that. You're a white bread superhero. <laughs> that, was, that was that was actually part of the Beat Home show. He did that. That was like one of the first sketches that he released as part of his really? new show. He was like, he's like, I what can't. If Batman also hates Superman as much as I do, <laughs> <laughs> and they're trying to team up. He's just like, he's like, why would I team up with you? Because they announced the Batman vs Superman. He's like, I couldn't wait for it to come out <laughs> to do something, so I decided to just make something. That's fantastic. I, I think everyone likes Batman better because he's the best human. 
Yeah. Because he's the best human. He's the he best. He doesn't have any powers. He's yeah, at the he's peak of, amazing. He's the peak strength. He's the peak intelligent mind. I feel he's like the this best is a, human. This is a carbon copy of our interview with Carissa. We haven't talked talked about about the same points. We haven't talked about artificial intelligence yet. No artificial intelligence this time. None. We're gonna hold off on that one. Artificial intelligence. (laughs) I love stuff. What if we're all artificial? Okay, we have. Oh, don't be. I'm sorry. Like I can go for days. I thought of something we can ask Taylor because. Oh really? You are an amazing musician. Thank you very much. I would like to know. You have you haven't heard? Wait, <laughs> wait, what, 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 what am I? <laughs> I don't know what's going on in that vicinity of the room. Um, what I would like to know is how you got into it. Okay. Because I love hearing the backstories of like great minds. So, Thank you. Um, yes. So when I was younger, my dad raised me on rock and roll and blues. And at first, like, I actually, it's a funny thing, and I don't admit this a lot, but when I was younger, I was, like, like four, I was into Britney Spears. Like, that oh, was my thing. Gracious. Like, I wanted oh, to God. be a pop star. Oh, what is happening? Right? It's so what bad. What is happening? It's so bad. But, um, I remember one the day. phase. <laughs> you may want to turn the air conditioning on. <laughs> For me, it was the Coldplay phase. That was my lowest point. <laughs> that was my lowest point. Everything is yellow. Wilbur hates Coldplay, and it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hates- get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. But he he also he told me that Maroon Five is his guilty pleasure. What? That's amazing. <laughs> He's like Maroon Five is my guilty pleasure, but fuck Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture Wilbur like awkwardly like trying to like get into like Maroon Five and like this is good. And just be like, like what? <laughs> Adam Levine. I like it. Yeah, I like it. The high pitched voice that works for me. Um, That's what, I've heard something about that. Like higher pitched voices attract men and then lower pitch voices attract women so that explains why i'm really into radiohead <laughs> because tom york only sings high this he does he has uh, no low songs and i like hosier because he has a very deep i love yeah. hosier's voice i do like hosier though very cool yeah. musician I like his. But back to you. Oh yeah, mm. I forgot. Actually, back to this we're great mind. You, <laughs> back, back to this great mind. Um, so I remember he would always play um music like or all, like in the house. Like if he was like doing laundry or whatever he was doing, you would just hear like blues like blasting out of like his bathroom, like and like on the docking station, and it was always like Zeppelin, like very classic blues stuff, like stuff from the 40s. And I remember one day... I don't Zeppelin wasn't from the 40s. No, obviously. But like he... No, Zeppelin he, was the only exception. <laughs> yeah, Zeppelin, Zeppelin was his fa- all-time favorite band. All 40s, except for Zeppelin. <laughs> except for Zeppelin. That's, that. that's his only... Close, close to modern. Now. Yeah. Because he would listen to like John Lee Hooker, uh, Bo Diddley, um, uh, Albert King, like all like really cl- like really good blue stuff, Muddy Waters. Yeah. And I remember one day, like I actually like listened. Like it wasn't just like... I didn't just always like, oh, my dad's like listening to music, but like I was really listening to it. And I listened to, I can't remember if it was Hendrix or if it was Paige, but I listened to like a guitar solo in one of the songs. And I just remember thinking like, I want to do that. Like I like, yeah. like I want to like be that person that can do that. Cause like the way it makes you feel like when you're listening to music, like I want to be able to do that and like be able to like, um, like conjure emotion like it doesn't even matter like if you're trying to get a specific one but just the fact that like sound can make you feel a certain way was just like 
it blew my mind because yeah. that's exactly what it did and he would he began to like every time we were in the car he would turn the radio on and he would like test me like who's this like who's that like who's what band is <laughs> I this I feel like who's every father sick? plays that game yeah and <laughs> I, I did that to myself <laughs> I would band like is, who is this I ha- when my mom first got the Honda Odyssey it had the uh, it was the first time I ever had like the Sirius XM and I would yes. only play uh, classic vinyl station yeah at that point in my life I refused to listen to anything modern because I was like, classic rock, that's the only thing, man. <laughs> yeah, and I would, I would quiz myself. I would be in the car and I, I wouldn't look at the little touchscreen thing that told me what the artist was. I would be like, who is this? Is this uh, Manfred Mann? Yes! Who is this when it's completely off and you're like, how could I have done that? Like, I'm so, so stupid. It was a little song. Yeah, and it's like it's just a it's a song. Like, and then you have to go to school and deal with that all day. <laughs> In my head, oh, how did I think Van Halen was Motley Crue? Damn it! I'm listening to all the Man from Men today. <laughs> When I get home, I'm listening listening to all of their albums. (laughs) I get it in my head. Yeah, you have to. I feel like every band, for me, it was every band had, like, one thing that was, like, their tell for me. Like, if I couldn't remember stuff. So, like, Robert Plant, obviously, like, his voice, like, spot on. Like, you always know Robert Plant when he's singing. Or um, Van Halen. Like, you would know if it was, like, David Lee Roth because he would do, like, that high voice where he, like, ends the note and goes, like, almost like a whistle sounding. Certain things like that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We and can't even mimic it. It's I, that no high. No one can mimic it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know how you would attempt to do that. Like, it's like it's he literally closes a whistle his, in throat. his throat. Yeah, as he's like finishing a note. Like, it's mm. weird. I don't know. And I'm not going to try it. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to try it because it's going to sound He's horrible. literally killing himself for the sake of music. He's like, I will close my <laughs> throat. So that way I can produce a sound. I choke myself a little bit every time. <laughs> so that's what a lot of singers sound like now. Like, I recently saw Motley Crue, and it was just like, that's not Motley Crue. Because it doesn't, yeah. he can't sing anymore. He just ruined his voice. And it's funny, because I actually saw Aerosmith, and T- Steven Tyler's nickname is Demon of Screaming. So you would think if anybody lost their voice, like, over, like, Robert Plant, it would be the guy that's nickname is Screaming. Like, yeah. his Screaming in the nickname. And he sounded just as good as the albums. Like, Jones Beach. <laughs> I don't know it how was he does amazing. It. I couldn't believe it. Because it's weird, because it's like, what he's doing, it's like he must be doing some technique that is actually not bad, that bad for your voice. And he also did so many drugs, like, in, like, the <laughs> earlier days. Like, you would he think that, too, like, would just ruin you like that's what happened to plant plant can't sing for any like he's he's not bad but he can't do it how he can't he do the do old it. stuff yeah but steven tyler is still on his game so much and the whole band is just still really tight <laughs> it, was, it was amazing concert i was shocked but, i was shocked at how good Aerosmith was did you have go, those words ever been uttered I was, I was surprised. I was no, surprised. I don't think I the great, one of the greatest Brock fans of all time. <laughs> but it wasn't I was even surprised they were good. <laughs> it wasn't that I was surprised that they sounded so so like the studio and Steven Tyler voice impressed me a lot. I didn't think that he would be able to like keep that voice so like perfect in like yeah. years. Like I th- thought it would be going. He definitely like, he does something. Like, yeah, there's some sort of method. Like he eats <laughs> honey got, all day. Yeah, just just snacks on honey. <laughs> But, he is yeah. a bee. <laughs> well, he's a. <laughs> he's a busy I bee. am a bee. That was a really good. It's like the end of Iron Man coming out as a bee. <laughs> I am a bee. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But uh, always back to superheroes. Got throw it in. Always, everywhere. always back. That's my only <laughs> reference. <laughs> I, I can only reference superhero movies. Talking about Aerosmith, but but Iron Man though. <laughs> not, that, not that Joker guy. Heath Ledger. <laughs> but, but Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. People, you don't understand the differences between them. One was a different person, and the other was another different person. I need to watch. I have to start like been watching like old like comic book like movies and like Marvel yeah. movies and stuff. I want to get into it. Like it's so interesting and like the fact that there's so see we right back to it. Jeez, but like I didn't there's want so to. many. Uni- I didn't it's want so interesting to. though. There's so many universes and so many different parallels and stuff. It's just really interesting to, and I can't keep up with it. I don't know how anyone yeah. can possibly keep up with everything that goes on. In I try and keep up. It's hard though. I don't even understand hard. like. Because everyone's like, yeah, it's like the same backstory, but like when there's like different movies and Hollywood does it like in different ways, it just confuses yeah. me. I was like, what's the right one? I don't there, know. There is no right <laughs> one. Every, every comic book is kind of like the author's take on the on world. On the character. Yeah. Someone made this alternate world where the Joker isn't like Batman's biggest villain. The Riddler is. Huh. So, I mean, that's weird. I didn't read that. You know, I didn't it's buy weird it. to me. Yeah, it was just weird. It was like the Joker. I heard about a alternate uh, comic book where it turns out that the Joker is just a figment of Batman's imagination, and it's just his evil that he has to fight because they're opposites. Yeah, like, he's this dark, brooding guy who's all about justice, and he's this like happy-go-lucky, crazy guy who's all about anarchy. Yeah, and his sole goal is like to get Batman to kill him, which is just crazy. And, yeah, and is completely against everything that Batman stands for. But um, have you played Arkham Knight? I have not. I don't they, play a lot of video games. They actually, it's really funny that you bring that up because in the first scene of again, spoiler, in the first scene of Arkham, it's um. And again, I don't know much about like that stuff in comics and the like, different universes. But the uh, he actually bat, uh, Joker dies in like the past video games. So the first scene of this one is that like you actually incinerate him, which is so ridiculous. Wow. It's re- they're like yeah, that's like, when yeah they're like press X to incinerate. You're just like oh my god, this is horrible. <laughs> Wait, is what there is another option? <laughs> <laughs> Can I just skip it? <laughs> And at the end of the game, you're like, you burned the Joker. <laughs> like, I didn't want to. It wouldn't let me get past it. But the rest of the game, it's like, apparently, like, he took some serum or he had Joker venom. And now he's actually, like, a figment, like, in his, in his, not his imagination. The Joker follows you around. Yeah. He's, he's in your head. in the game. Wow. But he's and he's more of, like, Batman's conscious. And yeah. He, and I love it so much. He pops up at every corner. It's kind of like, hey, bats. And yeah. it's like, oh, my God. Oh, boy. More Joker. It's so good. Yeah, I'm they sorry. Do it. No, it's so it's so. Good. I love it. It's who's the voice I, actor for him in those? Mark games? Hamill. Mark Hamill. Of Mark course, Hamill yeah. did it. Believe it or not. I love Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's like I'm not doing Joker in the next game, but he did. <laughs> he loved it's like, it. I can't. I can't get enough of it. The you graphics know, in he, this one is all amazing too. You know, Mark Hamill never does his Joker voice outside on, of. outside of the games like. If you ask him, like in a press conference or whatever, to do his Joker voice, he won't do it no, because he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't want to ruin the illusion. the illusion that it is the Joker and not That's him. That's kind of cool, though. That's really cool. It's a cool way of looking at it. Yeah, because it because pro- then people are like, "Do it!" Like he won't do it. Like you never actually yeah. hear it. Are you playing Arkham Knight? It or? keeps people coming back. My cousin Matt got the game, and I oh, was okay. and I was watching him play, and he was like showing me how to use it. Like, he was explaining to me the whole Joker thing, and then there's a point that, like, 
you actually start playing the game as Joker because, like, you are Batman, but, like, your entire, like, psyche gets, like, taken over and, like, you play the game as Joker and it's ridiculous. And, like, wow. they change the Batmobile and it's got, like, a Joker's, like, face on the front of it. Oh, it's boy. It's so crazy. That's getting, that's getting towards the end of the game, though. That's I crazy. Think I beat it. I, well, oh, I really? beat the main. I beat the main story. Okay. So. You would Scarecrow? Yeah. Yeah. But it's so cool, but it's exactly what you're talking about, and it's just, like, it's, like, the entire time he's trying to draw out, like, his insanity, like, like, trying to prove the fact that Batman's crazy, but it's kind of cool. I like it. <laughs> Always fun. It really is one of the, like, I love the story so much. Yeah. Never mind, never mind the gameplay, never mind the gameplay, it really is a great story. Yeah. That they wrote for this game. And it, when you're playing it, it's, like, you really feel like you're watching a movie, which I like about it, I think that's kind of cool. Well, you, you also kind of can't relax, because they're, like... Sometimes during like there's will be like cinema moments, but then there'll be a guy and he's about to attack you. And you're yeah. Like, oh wait, I have to do something. Yeah, because you don't even know. Like, the, oh wait, he's attacking me. I should stop that. <laughs> it's it's almost because I think at least that the graphics are so good, and a lot of games the graphics get better in like the cinema scenes, and then they go back to normal when you're playing. But in this, they don't. They stay the same. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh wait, I'm in control now, and you completely <laughs> yeah, forget. Yeah, yeah. You're like waiting for Batman to like punch this guy. You're like. Oh crap! Like it is a movie. Yeah, there was I forget what, what it was called. It was like the Order eighteen something something, and mm. their whole big thing was that they used the same engine that they were using for the game for the cinematic, so that it was a complete merge. Like nothing changed when there was a cinematic view. Mm-hmm. So it was just like watching a movie and being able to control it at certain parts. That's really cool. I feel like that's what a lot of video games are. They're really just kind of like movies and stories. Yeah, but it's even better because you can control it. Yeah. Or only a little bit of it because there's like certain things. It's that more you're of like an experience. Do. Like incinerating the Joker. Like incinerating the Joker. Yeah. Perhaps you'll have to incinerate the Joker. <laughs> I mean, what game can you drive the Batmobile and incinerate Joker? I mean, um, you're not killing him. That he's scene dead. is so creepy. It's just his face. Smiling and you're just watching him. Burn. Yeah, I know. He's, he's like, still uh, smiling. It's so mm. creepy. He could like, open his eyes at any moment. Exactly. I hate it. <laughs> he never, and you're always on your toes because, like, he could be, could you think, oh, I'm just going to go into this elevator, but then you turn around, up oh, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and funny. then you look away, and then you look back, he's not there anymore. You're like, and Batman's mm. just like, mm, like, dumb, tough, and, like, not going to talk because I'm quiet and mysterious and crap. And then Joker's like, you going to, like, do something about it? <laughs> I'm going to. You gonna like do something? Like who cares? Like do it. It's just really funny. I love it, Bats. You didn't tell him. You didn't tell him anything. I love the Joker in the Under the Red Hood, the cartoon, because it's just <laughs> so fun. He just brings absurdity to everything. He's like, "This is great. You're gonna kill me. We'll take a picture with the crowbar and everything." And Batman just like, "Shut <laughs> up!" Like, trying to be like cool and stuff. One of me and, and you, then one of me and the kid. <laughs> The one me and you and the kid. <laughs> then we'll take one with the crowbar, smacks him. <laughs> it's so great. It's like, what a party pooper you are. <laughs> oh my god. I love him. He's just crazy. Right, not to take things away from superheroes again, okay. but I, I had a memory. I remember like that moment that you had when you like were listening to music and you realized yeah. that you wanted to do that. Yeah. For me, it was, I had gotten really into Pink Floyd, like, I was really into it, and I was, like, searching videos on YouTube mm-hmm. of, like, old performances and stuff, and I found their performance at Pompeii, 
where it was just them in like an old Pompeii Coliseum. No one else, just them playing music, and oh my god, just David Gilmore just wailing away on a guitar for no one. Yeah. Oh my god, it was <laughs> brilliant. And that's the moment when I realized, because for a while I thought, oh, I don't know, I'll be a bassist, because I was already playing cello. I'm like, oh, four strings. That'll, that'll work. And then I I'll was like... I'll make it happen. But wait, guitar is so much cooler. Yeah. I could do so much more with guitar. Two more strings, wow, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. And what is this? There's a 12-string and a 7-string? What is this? I haven't even attempted to play a 7-string yet. That's... Then you that's have people like me. Alex Nodelin that's like, yeah, I t- tune the whole guitar so it's like a baritone guitar. And I'm like, I, don't even talk to me. <laughs> like, I have no idea what you're talking about. No I idea feel like we, we could have a whole podcast <laughs> talking about how Ale- how amazing Alex is. We've been trying to get yeah. him on. We've been trying to get him on. We got his girlfriend on. Yeah. Really? Really? We got we've, his girlfriend. We've got one, we're one step forward. That's funny. But, uh, God, what was I about to say? James Frizzell only plays in crazy tunings. Yes, like, I always know that. Every song he plays is just in crazy tunings they're and just like cool, weird finger-picking stuff. He's got I the love spider the way James plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to know some of the, those keys that he plays in because there's just so... The open chords that you can do, it's just so melodic and like mm. um, airy sounding. It flows really nice, it, nicely. I like it. It's funny too because I... My like... I love like... My two passions are like... Uh, genuine loves of music are like two different completely uh, two complete different spectrums because blues is one of them and then the other one's like very airy kind of like like alt j and local natives and like that kind of stuff and both of them to me are like just as good but they're completely different but i like both of them because for me i started out my dad i the same basic thing happened with me where my dad was like playing music but it was not really bluesy stuff it was like poppy stuff it was like mm-hmm. Beatles and the Eagles and stuff like that anything with O's at the end <laughs> <laughs> it was other stuff any too. type of like living creature <laughs> yeah any it was animals <laughs> the animals too <laughs> the, the animals <laughs> I showed him Spotify I, I like gave him access to my account so he can now use Spotify and the first song he looked up was an animal song I'm like okay their right. rendition of House of the Rising Sun will always give me chills. Yes, so good. Uh, but I feel like that has informed the way I write for a long time. Like, it's only recently that I've really gotten into, like, crazy stuff like Radiohead or, mm-hmm. like, Flying Lotus. and Just, I, I don't know. I like music in general, but the things that really hit home for me are things with like great great drums great bass lines mm-hmm. just be- basically anything that will get up that will like make me move yeah i know what you mean i, I can like i can really vibe off of like stuff that is ambient or stuff like that mm-hmm. but stuff that is really like catchy that's really good stuff for me mm-hmm. I, I i agree with that one of the first guitarist that I listen to and will always be my favorite guitarist of all time is Stevie Ray Vaughan. And, yes. And that is so an good. artist that like 
every time I listen to him, it's like I'm reminded why I want to play music. Because you can't not listen to Pride and Joy and be like, like just like snapping your fingers and like tapping your foot. It's almost impossible. Or like rude mood and just sit there and like, like gritting your teeth. Like yeah, like that's awesome. Like yes. rude. His live, his uh, live version of on his uh, MTV Unplugged of Rude Mood on a 12 string, 13 gauge guitar, is insane. Like how are your fingers not bleeding? <laughs> It's crazy. He's just giant calloused fingers. I would not be surprised. And I also watched something with him, and it was interesting because he was talking about like how different musicians play. It's like they'll do covers of songs and how everyone does it differently. Um, like I forget what song it was, but he was like referring to like Clapton and Page and stuff. And it was funny because he played all of them. Like he knew how all of them played their stuff. But and he still, could play like them. Yeah, he could. I always say that Jimi Hendrix truly created like that sound that like Stevie Ray Vaughan like used, but he, Steve Ray Vaughan perfected it, no doubt. Yeah. He was the master at it. Like he turned it into something even better than Hendrix like probably could have ever thought of and that's exactly yeah. what H- Hendrix had done. Although I do I wonder what it would be like if Hendrix hadn't died so young and we had gotten to see how he had grown with his music because he like every song that I listen to that he does is so good. Yeah. I want to see what would have become. Yeah. What in like what would have started sparking his interest? I actually, um, what's his face? Wessel, the sub at yes. He made me a, um, he burned me a copy of this album called Crash Landing, and it was released after Hendrix died, and it was like you couldn't find this album anywhere like no one sold it it was like like it was like a pirated album like someone stole his records and it was really cool because in the beginning of it like the first track is like them talking about what the whole album is and it's almost like Hendrix did what he did but it had like jazz influence in it and it was cool because it was like on that line where like you start to see that like he didn't just always do the same thing even though it was always good and it was always different like he did like other things that were just as good and had different interests and like explored them and it was cool to see him do that yeah so i love getting i love when they come out with like released hendrix like stuff that's never been released before hendrix stuff and i'm like yeah. give me i Please need this i need to know what happened behind the scenes i think mr west is a full-time uh comstock high school now is he awesome really? i love him good He's for him awesome He's a, he's a he's great man. He's very into pop culture. He really he is. is. He has great music taste, and every time he would sub my class, by the end of the class, I, we would just be like, he'd be writing me a list of like bands I need to listen to. Yeah. He's awesome. Me and him would always like talk about different bands and stuff, and I remember the band that I'm most recently obsessed with, again, is Tame Impala, because they have such a distinct sound. Like, they brought back the sound of like the 60s and the 70s with the mm-hmm. psychedelic stuff but they don't sound like any of the bands that were around back then they That's just awesome. sound like Tame Impala and me and him like we were both obsessed with Tame Impala because they're so good and they're actually they're coming out with a new album uh, I believe on the 17th I'll look it up That's why but, uh, yeah and what really excites me about this new album is that it's the same old Tame Impala stuff, mm-hmm. but this time he like added R and B beats onto it. Interesting. So it's like a lot more in my neck of the woods. Yeah. Because I'm really into like poppy stuff, mm-hmm. not necessarily the stuff that's on the radio right now, because 
I don't define that as really pop music. It's more as like <laughs> it's more of like just dance club music yeah. now. It's like this will this has a beat that people can dance to. Alright, cool. And I hate video. like they take a great song like uh like god damn it, what was it? Uh John Legend did that uh that one song that he wrote about his wife and oh, it was just all of me. Yeah, yeah, all of me and it was just piano. And they have to take it and make, like, a dance version they of it. They have to remix it. It's like, Why? it's such a good Why song. Why can't you just play that on the radio? Yeah. <laughs> the fact that that song... It's a good song as it is. Yeah. I love when stuff like that becomes more mainstream. Especially, like, when Mumford & Sons became more mainstream. Yeah. They changed their sound a lot. But the fact that, like, they became famous on the sound that they started out with, I thought was cool. Because it's better music. Like, people need to listen to more stuff like that that actually includes emotion and feeling instead of, like... Yeah, instead of, let's go to the club. Yeah, let's go to the club. Let's get drunk. Let's smack some ass. Like, no, just stop. (laughs) Like, just be, like... Just actually try to make music that, like... Find something within your heart. What? (laughs) (laughs) What heart? (laughs) What heart? Money, 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 money. I have replaced this with coins. (laughs) I run on money now. (laughs) I, yeah, like Nicki Minaj said that, like, oh, I, I want to make like, she's like, I want to make this certain amount of money, and then I'm gonna settle down. Like, what? Yeah, to some people, it's just a job, and that's yeah. not a profession. Like, it is a profession. People make yeah. money on it. Like, I get it, but have the dignity to know yeah. that, like, making music is such an awesome thing. Like, if you have You're the doing opportunity, something more. Yeah, if you have the opportunity that you are famous and you have fans, like. Take that to your advantage and give them something that's different and good and make them want to be like, yeah, this is like, I'll explore different types of music or like introduce them to new types of real music instead of just like throwing like Seeing what's popular now and just just doing a carbon copy of everything else that's on the radio. Yeah. That's why I, I don't know if you know any of the other songs that Capital Cities has. Like, because they did Safe and Sound. That's their big hit. And nobody else, like, nobody knows the rest of their album. They have just an amazing album. It's basically all, like, the kind of music that you would hear back in, like, the 70s. That would be pop music back then. Mm -hmm. But with amazing dance beats. Not even dance beats, like, R&B beats. And I feel like we're getting to the point where dance music can really be good yeah like we've got the technology to make it really good now yeah because back in the day it was just instruments and stuff like that but now we have the technology we have like really good drum pads and stuff like that Mm -hmm. we have synthesizers that are just spot on yeah like i'm always there's no excuse (laughs) you gotta make good music now yeah you have to you have all the things that you need i used to be um like very against like drum machines and stuff like that but, like, if you really think about it, like, all you're doing is, um, like, giving yourself more possibilities. And Jack White comments on this, and it might get loud, because he's, like, very simplistic in what everything he does. Like, his whole rule is, like, of, like, in threes. He does everything in threes. And with, like, his music, like, he does, like, a verse, a chorus, and, like, a bridge, or, like, an intro, verse, chorus. And, like, he likes to be very simple. He'll even play a guitar if it's missing strings, because he says that, for him, he gets more out of that because it forces him to challenge himself and by doing that he gets more things in like like is able to right. pull things out of himself that you wouldn't be able to if you had technology and then you have someone like the edge who's also on it 
who his whole point is the more technology you have, the more possibilities you have. And it's cool because both their points are so valid. And you are like, as a musician, you watch this and you're just like, I don't know. Like, what do I do now? Because, like, <laughs> he's so right and he's so right. And I don't know what to do. For me, it's it's finding a happy medium. Why can't you medium. do both? Do both. Yeah. yeah, that's and I feel like that's what I've been doing a lot lately. Like, I'll, I use GarageBand a lot. I don't have, like, anything like Logic or Pro Tools. But I like going on GarageBand and just using, like, the digital keyboard and just making sounds and trying different things and seeing what you can come up with. Something yeah. my dad's been doing, my dad got a Mac and he downloaded this thing called Mainstage. Okay. And they, and that's more, GarageBand is more for like recording, mm-hmm. but Mainstage is more for like performing. That's like, true. Like he was telling me that the guy who does all the keyboards and stuff for Billy Joel, he uses Mainstage. Huh. Oh wow. And he has a whole Mac that has all the necessary sounds and everything. He actually has two of them in case one breaks. That's insane. And if they both break, he's got an iPad. Oh, you just have like six Macs. That's cool. And, if, rich, and if that like. one breaks, he's got another iPad. Mr. Billy Joel's friend. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the other day that I was trying to watch Orange is the New Black and my Mac keypad just like was held in the down position and I was just punching in. No, I couldn't to get play it the to... next episode. Like, Damn you. Damn it. Like, it was just stuck. I was like, like a fork in it, like trying to pry it back up. And this guy's just like, yeah, I have six Macs, and like one just has music on it. Oh, okay. Uh, cool, right. dude. You got, you got an iPhone <laughs> just for your music? That's cool. But main yeah. stage has like more sounds, and it's I think it's more, it's more for like performing. Because my dad plays the keyboards in church. So. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That sounds interesting. I'll have to check that out. Because... GarageBand is good to a fault because they don't have like tons of sounds you can go off of. They have the yeah. basics, and then they're like, "You can buy more." I'm like, oh, "Buy oh, more?" Yeah, I really. <laughs> I can't I don't pay you money for entertainment. That's why I'm still using this Mac. It's not clicking. <laughs> Wait, you can buy more? <laughs> I was. I wanted to. I didn't know you could. For me, like Apple could buy Disney. Apple yeah, could buy Disney and they could. Disney. <laughs> I. I found something out. I don't care what people say about PCs. Apple will run the world. (laughs) Yeah, they will. I found something out. So, I don't know if you guys know the character Howard the Duck. Nope. He is a Marvel Comics character. He was at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, he was at the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. He was like... Landscaping video. Apparently, he was like... Landscaping video. (laughs) What, that just shows you how the mow lawns? <laughs> just the gardens of the galaxy. Like, this is the garden the of gardens. this planet. Gar- <laughs> it's the first thing I thought of, so I had to say it. Lawn in order. <laughs> okay. But, uh, all right, so there was a movie in the 80s, right after Star Wars, directed by George Lucas, Howard the Duck. Oh, no, what is happening? What? And it was possibly the worst movie <laughs> ever made in the history of movies and for that reason like after the Star Wars movies were made like George Lucas was broke and he was thinking oh I'll just make this Howard the Duck movie and everyone will love it and I'll get all my money back and it was terrible and it did terrible is it like and a so child's concept like it's a kid's movie like, Howard kid's the Duck comic? in the comics is very vulgar Oh, re- oh my god, this, and, I need to know about and this. he changed it around to try and make it appeal to kids, but still have some of the vulgarity. Yeah. It was just so stupid. <laughs> it was just bad. Genuinely stupid. I'm guessing you're not a big fan of George Lucas after I, the Star Wars movies. 
after that, for you, not a fan it's, of the prequels. For you, it's um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> for that reason, because it, because Howard the Duck did so badly, he had to sell part of Industrial Lights and Magic, his special effects mm-hmm. company. He had to sell some of that to Apple, and that became Pixar. Really, that's what that is. Be, so because My of world. Howard the Duck. We have Pixar. Because of Howard the Duck, we have Pixar. Howard. I'm just going to say that to random people. the way to Pixar. Howard the Duck. Look, I'll bet none of our Let's listeners know. For a second there, I thought that I forgot that we were on a podcast. <laughs> and I run it, so. <laughs> Be like, oh, microphone recording. Okay, great. Are we going to see Howard the Duck in future Marvel movies? I hope so. Just I hope they do a better Ant-Man. job. <laughs> At the end of Ant Man, that's just how just it ends. Steps on him. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. Wait, what? That would be the worst thing ever. <laughs> just be like, like the duck mother cuts out the credits all over oh Star Wars music. That, we <laughs> could <laughs> Star Wars music. We could write this. <laughs> all right, let's go. Oh We're at about hour four minutes. Wow, did not know yeah. that much time passed. Time flies when you're having fun. You know what they say. Um. What do I want to get to? Uh, oh yeah, my album of the week is probably gonna be uh, what's it called? Tame the yeah, Tame Impala. Currents. The new album is called Currents, and it is not currently out yet, but it is coming out later this month. And from the four singles that they have released so far, I really like the way they're going, the direction with this album. And they're from Australia, so they're really cool. Why do I feel like so many good musicians come out of Australia? I yeah. just started listening to... What's up with the Outback, uh, man? What's her name? Courtney Barnett. Courtney and she's Barnett. a Australian blues musician. Like, she's a singer-songwriter, plays the guitar and her stuff. Um, but I like her a lot. She's bluesy, but the way she sings her music, it almost brings a punk like influence mm-hmm. to it because she almost like in a lot of punk songs they're not really like singing and using being very technical they're more just like it's more like talking like I consider it like the slam poetry of rock like is punk because they a lot of their singing sounds like almost talking yeah and she does that in her music but she does it with blues and it's very it's so good it's just really That's good really cool. and she just and also another thing it's like her music or uh, her lyrics uh, anyway are they're almost like just streams of thought. Like, her stream of consciousness is just the entire album. The way she does it, it's just like I she's talking that. and playing the so- like the music and just, like, talking about her day. One of the songs that she writ, uh, wrote, whatever. Um, the one of the songs in <laughs> English, <laughs> college. Rope. New Whoa. Haven. <laughs> New Haven, yeah. <laughs> um, we haven't even gotten to your college. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Your mom goes to college. <laughs> Your mom goes to college. Jesus Christ. You wear eyeliner. <laughs> but, uh... It's about how she was gardening because she wanted it to become her new hobby. And as she was gardening, realized she was, like, allergic to something in the garden and just had a anaphylactic shock and ended up in the hospital. And that's what the song is about. Oh, that's really cool. And it's just I such a... It. But it's such a good song. It's it's cool. But she's, she's my person of the week, <laughs> music-wise. And she's also Australian. So check her out. What was the name again? Courtney Barnett. Courtney Barnett and Tame Impala. Do you guys remember listen, the listen beards? 
The beards. The beards. Oh my gosh, the beards! Oh my god, They're the greatest amazing. band to ever come out of Australia. <laughs> the fact that dad. you can make that much music about facial hair they had like is five amazing. albums it's only, only about only beards. about beards there's a there's an album there's a band they're called the beards and all they do is write music about beards and they have five albums <laughs> and that's all they do is write music about the beard it's very good it's very if your dad good. doesn't have a beard you've got two moms you've got two moms <laughs> Too beardless. Too beardless moms. moms. I like the one where they're like, the woman tried to cut off his beard and like, you're just like complaining about it. Like, <laughs> bitch, like, how dare she take that, try to take that away from me. <laughs> I feel like Matt Parrish should be in that band. He should. <laughs> I saw him recently at Five Guys and he recognized me. Like, I was getting my drink. I was actually on my way out. I was, like, refilling my drink on my way out, and he was refilling his drink in the one right next to me. And I just... I look over to him. He's like, Ben. <laughs> Matt. Okay. We're not home. Moving Matt, on. Matt was bro- uh, born with a beard. Like he, was, he was born with a beard. He was, like, a, like a Spartan child. I was born fully grown. <laughs> Chest hair and everything. Just baby. <laughs> Lumberjack. <laughs> Lumberjack. I was born with a flannel shirt. Yeah, and suspenders. <laughs> On the tip of a pyramid. I didn't slide. My baby hatchet and a pinky. <laughs> Matt Parrish, everybody. And I was able to stand on the tip of the pyramid. I did not slide down. <laughs> I floated. <laughs> Alright, so I have to get to my sub-podcast. Which is basically just a segment. But I like to call it a sub-podcast. It's called How Have You Been? So, uh, Taylor, how have you been? How have I been? God, <laughs> I don't think you want to know how I've been. No, um, I'm alright. I don't really know. <laughs> um, I had a rough year. My dad was sick, so that was that. Yeah. And then, but I went to Italy. That was exciting. That's probably the most exciting thing I've done in the past year. And I lived there for two months. I was about to say stationed, but that sounds like I'm in the military. I lived in uh, Prato, the school that I go to, University of New Haven. They have, um, study abroad program but the really cool thing about their program is instead of going to an Italian school and like the, like a sister school of New Havens they have an actual they say campus it's not a campus they're just saying that so you go but <laughs> like in honesty they don't have a campus but they have their own school it is University of New Haven and it's this little like it's right in like one of the streets and it looks just like um, a normal place like it's not like it's own school it's in a big building like that's what it is like there and it's two floors and there's like a lecture hall on the bottom and it's cool because I'd just be taking my engineering classes and you just see like people like riding their bikes down the cobblestone and getting their coffees and it's all like glass and then you have upstairs and you're like taking like your Italian and your calculus classes in these rooms that just have like frescoes on them oh my God. and it's just like I sh- how am I here <laughs> my favorite part about my teaching there though or learning was the my calculus teacher because Calculus is like the hardest class they taught there because you don't take very core classes. You take pretty basic classes there. Um, that's why it's really good to go your first year. But um, he, sp- he didn't speak any English. How can you teach calculus and not speak English? And it was, and he would always just, he would always apologize too. It was like he knew how boring his class was. He would be like, I'm so sorry. Like you guys can go like take a 10 minute break, get some coffee but all in a really thick accent. And, <laughs> and then it would, he'd be like, I'm sorry, but we have to do this. And I'm like, it was like <laughs> No, we don't. Okay, no, we don't. <laughs> this is We're what not you even do learning. for a living. 
but uh, I went to Rome, Roma, uh, Venezia, Venice, uh, Frenenzia, uh, pronouncing it wrong, but Florence, and I lived in Prato, and I loved going to Florence. I actually saw George Clooney in Florence, so that was very fun. <laughs> Tell me that story yesterday, yeah, then. The bags. Yeah, we went, I, uh, I was meeting friends there, and they had gone earlier in the day. They were from my school, um, like, American students, and we were actually the only Americans that lived in Prato, because Prato, uh, Prato is not a very touristy kind of town. It's much smaller. It's pretty modern, besides what's in the medieval walls, which is where we were, which is, it's pretty, very authentic Italian, like, exactly, like, if you picture Tuscany, like, that's what it was like. Yeah. But it was smaller, and that was really cool to, like, really be an authentic Italian town instead of, like, the USA of Florence is what, like, college kids call it there because everyone speaks English, half the people are American, they're tourists. But, uh, yeah, I was meeting friends up in Florence, and we were going for, like, a lantern lighting, which was another really cool thing that we got to see. And I didn't, I was by myself, which is the last thing you should ever do in a country that, like, you don't live there and like you're yeah. a tourist and you're American and no no Italian I was like yeah I'll just jump on the train and go to Florence by myself and I also did that with Rome but uh, I went there and I forgot to get to the door but why not but why, why, not, exactly. go, why <laughs> not go to Rome when in Rome when in Rome but like why not if get I didn't do that if I was like if I had just said to myself like no this is not safe I would not have seen George Clooney so I can always say that <laughs> but uh I got lost I didn't know where I was trying to get to the Duomo and I knew where the Ponte Vecchio was which is where the Medici Palace was and I walk into the, uh, the big piazza and across the piazza where the Medici Palace is I see this very it was like an awkward crowd because I've seen tour groups all the time in Florence and it's like and by the time I left I was like tourist and I was like wait I'm American wait I, I am yeah. <laughs> damn I'm it the, I'm the biggest hypocrite <laughs> yeah I was like ah I've only been here for two months <laughs> like ah basta like, like just like talking Italian thinking I live there and all of a sudden I see George Clooney just like gets like to the top of the stairs and just like raises his hands like like for his people and everyone's cheering and I look and I'm just like I'm lost in Florence, but I know that's George Clooney for a fact. <laughs> I know that's him. And I George, how do I get back? <laughs> and I call my George. friends on my Italian phone. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm with. But George like, I see George here. Clooney. Yeah, and they're just that's a friend. landmark. A friendly <laughs> landmark to find where I am, George Clooney. I'm over by George Clooney. And then they're like, "Well, we're right in the front." And my friend actually got like five feet away from him and took pictures. And there was a very famous opera singer there. This woman, Michelle, I think she was Swedish. She was, um, but it was his engagement party. And then when I went to Venice, they were like, wow. they showed us where he got married because he got married in Venice. But he lives in Tuscany, which I didn't even know. And people told me <laughs> wow. that too when I went there. They're like, oh, George Clooney lives in Tuscany. And I'm like, every time someone says that to you, you'd be like, what? Because I'm going to run into them. And then you walk and into Florence, you you're into like, them. holy crap. The first thing you see is the Cloon bags. <laughs> like, I remember, like, people do that all the time. Like, oh, I'm going to LA. It's like, oh, celebrities live there. Like, you're going to someplace. Like, someone has a house there. It's like, great, I'm not going to see him. Sorry, George Clooney. Oh my god, it's the worst Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> Batman. That's great. <laughs> How do you feel about that man? <laughs> I bet he never answers questions about that. <laughs> like that didn't happen. <laughs> that never occurred. Back to superheroes. It always comes back. There. He's he's an ageless, handsome man. He could be. How old is he? He's in infinite. Infinity? He's still yeah. handsome, no matter what age. He will his always age be handsome. Is, his age is irrelevant. Yeah. You see his wife. His wife is like what twenty. <laughs> we give him our finest women. Billy <laughs> Joel just got married. Again. Again. <laughs> this, this is like number whoa, six. Whoa, this one's gonna stick. 
I'm feeling good about this. <laughs> Look, I've lived on Long Island Long for Island. my entire life, and okay. I've never seen Billy Joel. So, everybody who keeps telling me, "Oh, Billy Joel lives on Long Island," yeah, I'm not gonna run into him. But I, yeah. it's a Long Island, mm-hmm. literally. <laughs> In fourth grade, there was a question on one of my tests, and it was like, "Why is Long Island a good name for Long Island?" And my answer, which was correct, which was correct, was because it's an island that is long. That is long. True death. My mom still makes fun of me about that. To because this day. it is an island. Like, remember that time? We shut up. <laughs> <laughs> remember that time when you were correct? Remember that time? Yeah. Long Island. Like, I got a hundred on that test. Oh, uh, like. Take that, mom. Props to me. Get on my level. It's Long Island. Like, I was a smart kid. <laughs> that made sense <laughs> to me. Like, that's a stupid question. <laughs> Why would you ask this? <laughs> but, uh, what was I going to say? I remember. Oh, when you said Long Island, it reminded me. Another cool thing in Italy was telling people I was from New York. That was one of my favorite things to do. Because if you told people you were from New York, they automatically assumed you were from the city. And oh, okay. But you've been to the city so many yeah. times, it's kind of like you could tell them a lot about it. Yeah, and one of the things that... And when I would explain to them Long Island, like, because I would say, I'm not from the city, I'm from Long Island, they would go, oh, what's Long Island? And, like, they didn't know what it was or what... Bingo, you got it. I I I went to them Long Island. It's a very Yeah, it's a Long Island. It's correct. (laughs) I learned in fourth grade. Um, But I referred to Long Island iced tea, like, the drink ones, and they say it as if it's one long word. They go, Long Island iced tea, like, it's one thing. And they go, and this guy, Luca from the best pizza place in Prato um, called um, Pizza Land. He just goes, oh, I love Long Island iced tea. And he just goes, whoop, whoop, whoop. With like, <laughs> and like explaining how like like how drunk you get off Long Island iced tea. And from that day on, every time someone didn't understand Long Island, I would be like, like the drink Long Island iced tea. It's a place. That's where it's from. And the reason I knew that they knew that was because I was at a uh, I was at a festival, which was really cool. It was a 60s festival. They were worship. It was like they were worshiping our 60s. They had cover bands doing Hendrix and Zeppelin. Oh, wow, wow. And I was like, this is so cool that this is happening right now, but it's in Italy. And there was a woman at a bar like that was at one of the stands, and she's like, oh, I have a Long Island iced tea. I was like, those exist here? That's awesome. That's where I'm from. <laughs> and that's always what I did. That's and, me. And I would explain to them that their whole road was like the size of like a New York City sidewalk. And they could not get that concept through their head. Like, it didn't make sense to them. And I thought that was, like, such an interesting thing. Because their streets are so small, and they don't... They're very narrow. And everything is a Fiat. Even the garbage trucks, I swear to God, are Fiats. (laughs) I'm not joking. And they're really tiny garbage trucks, and they're really cute, and it's funny. But they don't use blinkers, and they don't stop at stop signs. They honk their horn. So if you hear a horn honk, like, you hit a wall. Like, you're like, I'm staying on this wall making sure, like, I don't get hit by a car because they, they just won't slow down. They're like, no, I'm going to honk and just keep going at this speed. <laughs> it's all right. It's Everybody ho- knows. It's horrifying. Like, jump into an alleyway. Like, get on the wall. Like, get on the wall. They're going. They're going. The worst type of driver is a little Asian woman from Prato. Like, I'm convinced. Like, that is the worst type of driver in a Fiat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> driver I've witnessed it and almost just, died. She can't, she can't. She's not even honking. Yeah. She's just going because she can't see. The woman, she's old, she's Asian, and she lives in Italy. Yeah, it's worst driver ever. <laughs> worst driver in the history of the world. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. <laughs> there have been t- times when I tell somebody from out of state that I live on Long Island, and they're like, 
Oh, you live on the beach? No. It's not just one giant strip of sand. Yeah. <laughs> You're not on the beach all the time. I always yeah. forget that that we live on an island because it doesn't. It's not like. Yeah. It's not like a tropical paradise. It's like there's highways and it's. Just we do like have actual, beaches. We do have yeah, beaches, but. We do. It's not just one long strip of houses and your front yard is a beach and your backyard is a beach. No, it's not that at all. Mm -hmm. And we have bagel delis, which nobody else has. You ever go out of state? No, like, Long Island bagels, like, people ship them from, like, out of state. Yeah, Yeah. from Long Island because they're just so good. I love the bagel delis. And you learn that when you go to college in Connecticut and there's nothing and it's horrible. There's nothing and you go, you're like... What do I do? My dad There's nothing was, to eat. My dad was in North Carolina once working on a house and like doing construction and he went to a bagel deli and he was like, Yeah, I'll have like a bagel with bacon, egg and cheese and they didn't know what that meant. Actually didn't know like white people like spoke white English people. like not, like not even that, like What's they that? spoke um, English but like What part of them Like what don't you get about what part that? What didn't they get? Bagel yeah. <laughs> Bacon mm-hmm. Eggs, eggs. And cheese, yeah. it's literally giving you all the ingredients. Yeah, they're like, we don't, we've never done that before. Like, you don't make breakfast sandwiches, you're a bagel shop. Like, but yeah, that's my take that's on bagel delis. That's well, why You've never heard of, like, a... You've never gone to McDonald's in the morning? They sell breakfast sandwiches there. Yeah, exactly. That's right, yeah. But what I will say is the South has the best fast food. The South has the best fast food. Because they like, have all the fast food. Yeah, they have yeah. Hungry Howie's, Steak and Shake, Sonic, like, Dairy Queen... Chipotle, every like they have the best fast food ever. They have all of it. At least we're getting Chick Fil A. Yeah, Soon. Popeyes Soon-ish. everywhere. Wait, we're getting a Chick Fil A where? Uh, is that where? On one twelve, I think. On one twelve, where on one twelve? Uh, like over where like Ow. you? I don't like this coffee table. Though. Yeah, because you sit like this. I know, because I'm stretching out my leg. I don't Sorry. know why. <laughs> Just sit like because it's comfortable like this. Like this, like a normal person. They can't see this. This you is an audio all, podcast. You, you of all there's people no should know. Just your I'm not a normal Ow. person. <laughs> Ow. You of all people should know I'm not a normal person. You don't have to keep person. covering your eyes, Brandon. <laughs> what was I talking about? <laughs> What's happening? Where's the coffee table? Whatever. <laughs> don't cover your eyes. <laughs> I'll do what I want to do, Ben. Okay, I'm getting really hot, so I think we're going to end this soon. I had to shut off the air conditioner for this. <laughs> That's a, the biggest problem about doing this room, because all the, the heat rises is into this room. <laughs> this is the this is the center. <laughs> Just of the all into this room. Heat. Actually, a sauna, like the walls of wood and everything. I'm I'm sweating currently. So uh, we always have the podcast end by having the guests say our uh, catchphrase, which is "Stay sexy." Just give me one second. Just gotta hop over to that Stay sexy. Stay sexy. Stay sexy. Stay sexy.